Welcome to Everyday Yoga. This is me, Brendan Murphy, the founder and director of Shanti Warrior Yoga. And this is the podcast that talks about uh, using yoga philosophy in everyday life. Uh, today in this episode, I wanted to talk about emotional intelligence, right? And this is something that has fascinated me for quite a while. And um, um, I hope it's something you find really useful and interesting to know more about as well. Uh, I should start off with defining what emotional intelligence is. Um, so as you may or may not know, I've mentioned it before in the podcast, I am studying for a psychology degree uh, part-time. The module that I'm going to be studying is um, investigating psychology and uh there's a definition within the book. Let me see. There's a, there's a book that they've sent out to me for uh, the next year of study, which is called Investigating Intelligence. And this is a book by uh, Jovan Byford et al. It um, was published in 2014, I think, uh, by the Open University. And on page 104, there's a definition of what emotional intelligence is. It says, the term emotional intelligence was first coined in 1990 by two American psychologists, Peter Salovey and John D. Mayer. Uh, they defined it as a form of social intelligence that involves the ability to monitor one's own and others' feelings and emotions, to discriminate among them, and to use this information to guide one's thinking and action. So I think that's a really kind of, it's an interesting area, emotional intelligence. Now, I have to say that any kind of emotional intelligence that I have, or let me let me put it this way, I feel like I um got a good grounding in what emotional intelligence is, thanks to my mum. Now I would have said that she was operating on quite a high level of um emotional intelligence uh, by this definition of uh being able to monitor one's own and others' feelings and emotions and. Uh, to use this information to guide one's thinking and action. My mum, I think she left school when she was 16. And um, so maybe on paper, um, she wasn't great with academic stuff, right? But just because she didn't have the qualifications that other people might have, um, you know, in terms of these bits of paper, she was always somebody that people would come and uh, talk to and ask for advice because she was quite emotionally intelligent. And that's something that um, struck me about her um, and that I'm really grateful to her for, for, for teaching me how to, to operate on, on this level. Um, I think it's something that's helped me to be, in terms of being open um, to, to, to listening to try and to understand other people and empathize. And obviously as a yoga teacher, that's something that's necessary in terms of if someone's struggling um, emotionally or physically in the class, I need to be able to adapt and and, uh, and encourage or, or, or figure out whether that person needs more of a push and motivation to, to, to a more of a challenge or whether they need me to say right back off and take a rest and and, and I, really it's a big part of my job trying to help people to recognize how they're feeling 
and to to react in a way that's positive and constructive um and and I think that I'm able to do that because of what my mum taught me right so <clears throat> excuse me um she is funny my mum used to say have I got something written on my head cuz people always want to tell me their problems right and whether that was somebody she knew or or, or didn't um you know it was a usually she would have said that after somebody she didn't know had come up and and, and poured their heart out to her and um you know it was a blessing and a curse for her that that people were drawn to her through uh, the openness of her character and um you know her personality and the, her aura if you want to call it that you know and auras are considered to be um the energy fields that are that are given off by people that are um imperceptible to the to the human eye or at least to most anyway right um you have people who are um, synesthetes and who can um observe uh, and feel sense things in different ways right look up synesthesia if that's something that you're interested in in fact that might be another idea for for another podcast in the future talking about synesthesia people who can um for instance uh smell color color gives off a smell to them or um um or hear color um you know tastes sounds it's um it's it's a really fascinating area synesthesia maybe that's something that I'll talk about in the future but as I say I'm talking about auras here and someone's vibe um and, and energy that people give off and it's not really that hard to imagine I don't think when you're talking about um um a, a vibe some people might dismiss it as 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 being a bit fluffy saying that but you know when you understand that the energy that flows through your body is electrochemical um and and you know how you can get electric shocks off of um, materials when you touch them and so on that, that you know the skin your skin is not completely um you know it's conductive your 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 skin is is conducive to electricity how do you think you can get electric electrocuted you know lightning can strike you right um and also you know when i was writing the notes for this and i was talking about auras and things that can be detected um in other ways apart from just being able to be seen well um you know talking about electrochemical signals that go through the body uh there if you haven't seen these things these um the medical aid dogs uh who who dogs who can detect cancer um within people's bodies and um if they haven't been diagnosed they can you know they can smell and uh, and the doctor or whoever is wor- working with these medical aid dogs can um can say you might want to go and get yourself checked out because the dog can detect um the smell that, that is given off by by um you know cancer growths within the body or um there's dogs that are trained to be with people who are diabetic dangerously so so that uh say for instance someone who's diabetic is asleep and the dog smells that the blood sugar has dropped to a dangerous level they can then grab a little bag that's kept at a place where they can grab it from um in a little low shelf or something where somewhere in the house and then take that bag to to the person who who needs uh, the insulin or whatever it is that they need and then 
can nuzzle the person awake and, and you know, signify to them that, that they need to inject themselves so that they the blood sugar doesn't drop off to to a to a um a place where they, they're going to um the danger zone with with um with their condition. But anyway, I'm digressing a little bit. And what I'm saying is emotional intelligence um is something that that um it's kind of like a a vibe isn't it you know you, you can sense someone's vibe you can sense someone's feelings and emotions through facial expressions and so on and it's it's stuff that n- not everybody can see uh, and that's the point emotional intelligence if you are operating on a higher level or or you're better at um more adept maybe that's the word more more um perceptive when it comes to to emotional intelligence then you'll be able to um detect whenever something's not quite right with somebody and and then be able to know how to to deal with that being able be able to manage your emotions as well as other people so this is what emotional intelligence is about um and it's also i think it's quite important then to think about uh, the value that's placed on emotional intelligence, you know, and that's um, I kind of wish I had expressed it maybe more to my mum maybe before she passed away. I don't know if I if I did, but I hope that I did. That um, you know, she was a little bit maybe down on herself, and she would have said, you know, I can't really help you, um, with your studies when you when I was studying, um. You know, I can't help you with getting the answers to these questions, but I can help you in my own my own way. And, um, you know, she'd, so an example of this, um, where she was able to, to use that, um, emotional intelligence was, um, when I was studying and she'd maybe hear me sigh or, or groan or make a, make sounds of frustration in my room there, um, there'd often be a, a knock on the bedroom door or a, or a, a banging on the floor outside my bedroom door because you know, there was you could reach through where the banisters were so um i'd open the bedroom door and a lot of time you know if she, if she knocked at the bedroom door or, or she was banging on the floor outside of that door she'd have put some food or, or a drink on the floor there and for me and then and then she'd often have even gone back down the stairs by the time i by opened the, the by the time i'd opened the door or you know maybe she'd just slid the food through the gap in the banister on the stairs um so she came halfway up and, and then put the food through and i could just see her wee head poking up so um so she did that so that i could get straight back into the work whilst having the food instead of you know coming in and disrupting my flow she would you know kind of let me um just open the door up on my own time and um if she was still there when i opened the door as i say you could maybe just see her wee face poking up um on the you know she's halfway down the stairs and um, heads poking above the banister and, and, and um, she'd just uh, you know give me a smile and a wink and you know say something along the lines of you know keep her lit big lad you know something or um, you know proud of you you know and, and didn't take a lot but that I mean I guess that is a lot you know that's the point that um, that that did mean a lot and, and it does mean a lot those little gestures that help to pick you up you know when someone recognizes <clears throat> excuse me within you that 
um, you need a little pick-me-up. Um, and not everybody is, is great at that, you know? Um, so looking at what emotional intelligence is and how it's defined, that well, there's a structure here. Um, the structure, so I'm looking, referring back to this book, Investigating Intelligence. Uh, the structure of emotional intelligence, according to the, to the Meyer Salovey Caruso emotional intelligence test, uh, this is on page one hundred and six in this book. Um, it talks about the levels that you can operate on in terms of being emotionally intelligent, and there's a hierarchy there. So, <clears throat> um, the the most basic level of emotional intelligence is being able to perceive emotion, right? So perceiving emotion within yourself or somebody else, either saying. I'm sad or, or thinking I'm sad or, or that person that I'm looking at is sad, right? And then the next level above that is being able to use emotion, right? So um, on page 105 here, so let's, let's go through that. So perceiving emotion on page 105 here in this book says, this refers to how good one is at recognizing emotion in oneself and others from facial expressions, language, contextual cues, etc. Uh, this ability also involves recognizing the emotional content in objects or art. Um, so the way that I, um, in, what makes sense to me is this is being able to understand um, that you're sad or, or that someone else is sad, right? And then when you can do that, then the next level up is being able to use emotion. And in the book, this is defined as um, the ability to harness emotions to enable things like thinking problem solving or communicating with others so to me that would mean being able to tell someone that you're sad or being able to say to someone i can see that you're sad um then the next level above that is understanding emotion this includes the ability so again referring back to the book this includes the ability to accurately label emotions and recognize the similarities and differences between various emotions and emotional responses. So for me, that would be um, being able to know why you are sad or, or, or another person is sad. Understanding why someone is sad, if we're taking sad as the emotion through this um, this example, right? And then the top level is being able to manage emotions and this refers again in the book this refers to the ability to modify one's emotions and emotional responses and to uh, recognize the uh, appropriateness of different feelings both one's own and those of others in a specific context right so uh, to me that would be thinking I'm going to make a change to avoid being sad or I'm going to do something to help this other person stop being sad, right? So that's an interesting little um, hierarchy that exists there. It's the um, Mayor Salovey Caruso emotional intelligence uh, test um, that we're talking about. And that, that is the, um, the structure of, um, of the hierarchy of that. Let me just double check that there. That's it, yeah. Um, 
so yeah so going back to that again the the basic level of of being able to be emotionally intelligent perceiving emotion saying i'm sad or someone else is sad using emotion um telling someone you're sad or expressing that you can see that someone is sad so that something can be done whether you you know how to do it or not is a different thing right um and then that would be understanding emotion would be the next level up and you could say uh if if you're able to understand emotion and move up to that third level you'd be able to say i know why i'm sad or i know why that person is sad and then the top level if you're operating at a high level of emotional intelligence you'd be able to manage emotion right and that's when you're able to say well i'm going to do this to stop being sad or or to help that person stop other person stop being sad right um so i think that that's an interesting way of looking at this and um it's also interesting to think about you know you might think that this is not really that important and um you know someone's intelligence is defined by how well they do on tests about you know whether that's you know the maths test or the old 11 plus test or whatever um it is now the entry tests entry exams for for schools that the kids do um or a university exam whatever but that's not it goes back to 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 being able to value yourself and what it is that you value in your life and that goes back to the to the um the class system as well actually that you you could argue that sociologically um that the class system rests upon uh judgments of of uh, inferiority and superiority and um you know if if we're saying that uh IQ intelligence or 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 you know exam or or, or degree level um intelligence is much more important than emotional intelligence then there's that's a judgment call isn't it and um and there's some argument to be made that emotional intelligence um uh, in this book i was reading that there's there's there are arguments and I, and i can understand those arguments that that emotional intelligence might even be um more important than something like iq intelligence because well you can have the highest iq in the world but if you can't understand your emotions or the emotions of other people around you how you, will you be able to convince anybody to work with you you know if, you need to be able to understand um if someone is you know i don't know bereaved that they'll need um to be handled a bit differently from someone who is um you know on a high from having uh come back off holiday or 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 having just got engaged or something like that you know um if you you know and that there there's something to be said there about well the inability to manage or, or recognize um emotions in yourself and other people is uh well that's one of the symptoms of um being on the spectrum for autism isn't it the ability to control and understand emotions um you know and and you know you hear about kids in in, in schools who have um autism for example who 
um, when they don't get the right answer to something, then they become overwhelmed with, say, for instance, um, you know, embarrassment or for for having said something wrong, and then they you know they might start kind of hitting themselves and um or lashing out against other people and and um you know to be able to teach um emotional intelligence and to to be able to manage that emotion too within within the the child and know how to handle that child or or adult um surely that's highly valuable isn't it you know and um you know when i when i talk about emotional intelligence i i think about my mum, who who was great at doing that, and 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 being able to to see when you need a little pick me up and give you you know give you a little pep talk, and and I see that within um my nephew Joseph as well. You know when I when I think of him, I think of um you know somebody coming in to to the room and just lightening the room up, you know, and um and being able to pep people up, you know, even when he plays in the in the sport, he he's the one that g's people up and. Um, that kind of energy, that kind of understanding of when people need, because you know, when I talk to him as well about um, you know, sensitive matters and things, I get you know his tone, you know, will drop down and um, and I'm just you know, he's he's able to kind of switch modes from when he's talking to one person and another, and um, I really. Th- that that's not to be underestimated, and 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 I really admire him for that, and um and I am, um, kind of in awe, of of him when I see how he interacts with, with um different people in different ways, and is able to to be such a sensitive, um, soul as well as um, you know, being someone who who, cracks people up with laughter, um, and 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 I see a lot of my mum within him, his you know his his grandmother. Um, so uh, what I'm trying to say is here that I, I, there, there are, there's, there's so many things about emotional intelligence that are so important to us in our lives that, um, I think that it's something that we need to, to recognize and value, um, even more. Um, so anyway, okay. So what was I talking about? I'm talking about uh, the advocates of emotional intelligence, um, arguing that, 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 this kind of intelligence is as important, if not more so, than than um, academic scores uh, that can that can be measured by an IQ test or whatever it is, um, in, in terms of success and happiness in life and um, and being able to to function within society to to be able to um, bring joy to others, you know, and and that's that's an amazing thing to be able to do. Um, so. When I'm talking about this ability to to pick people up, that's um you you could say that that's an act of of love. You know, you could say that that's an act of um kindness. It's definitely a kindness, right? And and at the core of love is is kindness in in my mind anyway, right? So when I was writing these notes, um, um. I got back to thinking about you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs and um if you have listened to the previous co- uh podcast I did on um 
on on chakras you'll you'll know a little bit about what this is but um essentially i'll just recap quickly maslow's hierarchy of needs um in the humanistic field of psychology um says that um there's a hierarchy of needs that we need to fulfill bit by bit and, and you know first of all you need to uh, fulfill your physiological needs and, and so you need to, to to be fed right and in order to to you know first of all live and never mind thrive uh, and then when you've fulfilled your physiological needs then safety is at the next level where you um where you feel secure right and then when you feel secure then um you can then progress to the level of um love and belonging where you can um feel love where you can feel and give love and, and and help people feel a sense of belonging and when you can do that then you can progress to to uh heightening uh, if that's the right word um to boosting your self esteem uh y- your your uh let's say value of yourself your your estimate of yourself right your your how you view yourself starts to um, improve. And then when you can do that, then you can reach what's called self-actualization in, in this hierarchy of needs. Um, and another way to express that is to, to you're able to live up to your potential, to be everything that you can be. That's But you can only get to that point if you, first of all, are physiologically fulfilled so you've you know you're fed and you're watered you're safe and then if you're fed and safe and then you you feel love and you understand how to give love then you can move up to to the to the place where you start to build your self-esteem and and your your idea of what you can achieve and then when you have that idea of what you can achieve built up then you can go towards achieving it so you you can only get to that place of um, being everything that you can be when you understand or or uh, you can imagine everything that you can be. But you can only get to that place by understanding the sense of, of love and, um, and self-worth. So that goes back to the, the emotional intelligence, right? If you don't understand what it is to feel loved or 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 how to love yourself or or other people or to even value them i guess um it's going to make it a lot harder uh, if we're talking about this hierarchy of needs maslow might argue that it's impossible then to to self-actualize to to reach your potential because i guess the way that i would look at that is if you don't love yourself, then you wouldn't put the time and effort into developing yourself, right? And then, of course, whenever I was talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I was um, comparing that to the chakra system within um, yoga. Of course, this is the podcast about um, using yoga philosophy in, in everyday life, right? So we should return to that briefly. Um, the chakra system, uh, briefly, it's hard to kind of explain that briefly, um, but it's about 
fulfilling different elements in your life, making sure that you are paying attention to the different areas of your life and making sure that you're not even that that you're not either um giving all your energy to one area um at the detriment of the rest or or not paying any attention to those areas at all so i guess you could look at it like um say for example let me let me count two three four five six seven there are seven chakras in in the way that the way that um in one of the schools of thinking anyway there there are different schools of thinking about the chakras but say there are seven chakras and um if you were to put uh say you had seven coins or or, or seven um energy points right and, and and you had six of your energy points were were in one of the chakras and then or say all seven were in one of the chakras, then all the other chakras are being neglected, right? Um, so this chakra system, in the, in the same kind of way that Maslow's hierarchy of needs works, it says that, uh, you know, you need to first of all fulfill uh, or, or make sure that you are paying attention to your muladhara, your, the muladhara chakra, the very root base where you feel safe and you're warm and fed and, and then also you know when you've done that then it makes it easier to to um check that you have your 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 sexual urges um in in check that you you have control over your sexual urges whether that's you know means that you're you're fulfilling those sexual urges or 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 not i guess you know it doesn't matter if you're celibate or or sexually active with a partner or whatever it is right um so when you are feeling safe and you feel like you're you're in control of your your sexual urges um you're not you know say for instance cheating on on a partner and hurting them um then it makes it easier to um fulfill and, and focus on on the manapura the 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 instincts so the, the, this chakra is based around the gut okay so when you feel safe and secure, when you feel like you're in control of your your um, your your sexuality, and I guess another way of, of looking at that is that um, you feel able to express your sexuality. And um, uh, for instance, say for for instance, if you were uh, if you're gay and um, you feel that you can express that openly and and safely and feel supported and that, then it would. Um, you can then makes it easier to move on towards the the manapura, your instincts, trusting your gut judgments, and so if you feel valued and validated and in 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 that way, uh, then you're more likely to to be in a place where you trust your gut instincts, and then when you look after that, then you can move up to the anahata chakra, which is around the heart, and and feel love and and be loved and know how to 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 show love to other people so again we're thinking about moving through this chakra system from the base of the body through towards the crown of the head um and symbolically elevating yourself right and so when you do these things then uh we move towards vishuddha in the throat vishuddha chakra um which is about communication and when you feel like you're safe when you feel like you've um, you're you're comfortable in your sexuality when you feel like you can trust 
your instincts and, and, and your your feel like you're making right decisions in your life and and then when you feel that you're are are loved and know how to love then you feel more able to communicate and when that happens then you you know moving up to the anya chakra in the mind's eye um when you communicate you there's there's a, a two way um element to that right and so if you're communicating with other people um, then they will communicate back to you and you might learn something, right? And so you could open your mind and develop that chakra in the mind's eye. And, and then when you develop the mind's eye, then the sahasrara, um, it, it's possible that, you know, in, in, in the symbolism of the chakra system that that can open, that's, that's um, located just above the crown of the head and that's when you're liberated and enlightened and... Um, so hope that makes sense to you. What I'm trying to say here is that um, you can't really elevate yourself. You can't really lift yourself up. Um, whether we're talking about um, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs in this humanistic psychology sense or in the, the chakra system, the yogic system, um, or at least I uh, say so you can't lift yourself up. It's harder to lift yourself up towards what you can be towards reaching your potential if you are not able to recognize emotions and um or within yourself or 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 within other people so this emotional intelligence is an important thing to 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 foster within kids as well i guess what i'm trying to i'm hoping that will come out of this is that um maybe all of us and me included because i'm just reading about this stuff too you know and i'm learning too um to give more praise to to the kids or or to anybody when they perform acts of kindness because that's an important step um towards someone lifting themselves up and you know, some people might just, uh, I guess there's a lot of pressure put on, I think, kids in particular to perform well in exams um, at school or at university or for, you know, even for adults to, to, to perform at a high level in work. But I guess what I'm hoping that you'll think, you'll take from this is give yourself and the people around you more credit for when they are kind understand that that is you know that people are operating at a high level and that that is something to be really valued when they are able to manage their own emotions and and the emotions of the emotions of of people around them and to pat yourself on the back and whenever you are are, are doing well in those ways as well so there you go. The ability to manage and control and understand emotions should not be underestimated, and that's what I'm what I'm trying to say with all this, right? And um, you know, yoga teaches us to to be able to stop and take a breath and to observe how you're feeling, to to monitor emotions, and that was 
what you know that going back to the, the the definition of what emotional intelligence is according to um Salovey and, and Mayer and again I'm referring back to this uh book uh, understanding intelligence um Salovey and Mayer defined it as uh, a form of social intelligence that involves the ability to monitor one's own and others feelings and emotions to discriminate among them and to use this information to guide one's thinking and action. So um, I think that really relates to, to yoga philosophy and yoga practice quite a lot, you know, because yoga teaches us to to be able to stop and take a breath, to observe how you're feeling, to, to monitor your emotions, to um, meditate on, on what has made you feel a certain way or... or to figure out what you can do to make yourself or others feel better, you know, to to understand that you don't have to keep on doing what you're doing just because you've always done it. You can you can change that. You can break that cycle. And, you know, you can break habits much more easily when you can recognize the patterns. When you you know you take the time to kind of zoom out from from where you're at and understand that um, you know just because you are where you are now, it doesn't mean that. That's where you always have to be. Um, but if you just keep on keeping on and doing exactly the same things that you, you've you've always done, you're always gonna keep on doing the same things, and 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 that those patterns and and the habits will keep repeating, right? So, my advice to you is, you know, stop to recognize when you're when you're, or what you're doing when you feel sad. You know, stop to recognize what you're doing when you feel sad. Okay, and when you feel that, recognize it and acknowledge it and then try to do less of that. But then also stop to recognize what you're doing when you feel good. And then savor that moment and try to make a make a promise to yourself to do more of that. Uh, you know, uh, my uncle is a recovering addict. And he's a great man. He's just uh, celebrated 29 years of being clean from uh, drugs and, and alcohol. And I think that's an amazing thing. You know, he's dedicated a lot of those years um, to helping others stay clean too, you know. And he's he's played a big part in, in me recognising when I was uh, drinking a bit too much when I was younger, you know. And he he warned me of the, the kind of the dangers of, of losing control, Um by getting in the drink too much, you know, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm not too kind of, um, too proud to say that I, uh, used to get, uh, blackout drunk when I was younger, um, almost on a on a on a weekly basis it would have been really, um, you know, when I was, and it must have been when I was like sixteen, seventeen, maybe even when I was eighteen and nineteen and twenty, if I'm honest, you know, um. So I have to be very aware when I drink that, you know, even now uh, on the odd occasion that I have a drink that um, I need to not be silly like that, you know, and it's, it's uh, you know, uh, for I don't know about you, but for me, it's it's quite easy to get, have that one drink too many where you just, you, you know, you, you black out and, and, and um, you know, you don't even know kind of how you get home. And and so that's why I don't <laughs> drink very often. You know, I I uh, would consider myself a lightweight, right? When it comes to to drinking, and you know, you might be surprised hearing an Irish man admit that, but you know, it, I don't care. It, it, 
people talk about being able to handle handle their drink, right? And as if that means that you can you can drink loads and and keep on going. It's you know, I don't think it's like that. I think that being able to handle your drink is understanding where your limits are and when you've had enough and then, you know, stopping. Um so you know, my uncle my uncle Francis, he said to me, um, on reflection, um you know, on this kind of momentous feat of his, you know, twenty nine years of being being clean that he's he's come to realise that life is about learning to give yourself a hug. You know, and I absolutely love that. I think that's brilliant. And that's, you know, coming from a man. Um, you know, my uncle Francis lived through and witnessed maybe the worst period of the troubles in Northern Ireland. Um, when he saw friends, you know, shot and killed and um you know, he himself technically died um, after, a, you know, a sectarian stabbing. Um, you know, so for him to turn around and say that life's about about giving yourself, you know, learning to give yourself a hug, it, it's a big deal. You know, I have to say I'm not that surprised that he turned to drinking drugs um, and given the environment that he was, you know, growing up in. He was, you know, 17 in 1969 when there was... Um, major trouble in Northern Ireland and you know, and particularly in Belfast, you know, and I'm uh you know, I'm so proud of him for, for having pulled himself out of that addiction and for continuing uh the fight to stay um, you know, clear of clear of um alcohol and 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 um and drugs, you know, and um, you know, he said that when I was talking to him over, over the, the, the Christmas period there when I was was back with him. He said that that you know he recognized that his use was uh, fueled by rage, you know, and a sense of anger at a at a world and an environment that um made no sense to him. And um at a time when you know the system seemed like it was kind of set up to to work against people from from his background. So you know why should he kind of uh play the game and you know do the you know, trying to do the nine to five thing and, you know, just carry on. Um, so he was rebelling against other people's rules and and that system that he was in and um and even if that meant damaging himself, he you know, he that's that's what he was doing, you know, and so um that's what I took from our conversations anyway, you know, when he um when he recognized that it was that it was the emotion of anger behind us and you know taking it back to emotional intelligence understanding why you're doing something and and whether what you're doing is constructive to um in order to 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 manage those emotions um he said when he recognized that that it was the rage that was um driving him to to drinking drugs he began to question whether uh, he was really in control of when using these substances and you know the answer was was no right and so he was trying to dull pain um by using but ended up creating more pain because of it or or a different kind of pain i guess you know i'm paraphrasing him and, and um i hope i'm doing his story justice you know but he's um as i say i'm very proud of him and and um um you know he's an amazing guy and he was um you know, he, he was trying to escape a sense of, of being oppressed, oppressed by a system. But um, he then became oppressed by the, by the drugs and the and the alcohol that he was, he was consuming and, um, 
you know. So he then said to me, you know, when when I asked him about recovery and and um, you know, he said the big thing about recovery is that unless you recognize you have a problem, the solution won't make any sense to you. Um, you know, you have to first come to some level of awareness that something isn't working for you and then make a decision to do something about that. And, you know, and I think that for me, that's really what awareness, mindfulness, uh, enlightenment and emotional intelligence are all about. You know, you're not just your, your IQ or your test scores or how much money you make or the qualifications that you have. You know, you're much more than that. And um, when you start to see intrinsic value, I guess, in the, you know, uh, the ability, the ability to love. And um, was it, I think it might have been a line from the movie, you know, um, Dan in Real Life with Steve Carell. It just comes to mind now. Um you know, and he said, uh, you know, or one of his kids said to him, um, love is not a feeling, it's an ability. And uh, I think that's about right. And I think that's um, probably a, a good place to, to sign off, you know, because um, that kind of sums it all up for me. So I hope that that has been meaningful for you. I hope that that has been useful to you. And, um, you know, I hope that, that you're able to apply some of it in, in your everyday life, thinking about how you are and, and the people around you. And um, if you are finding these podcasts meaningful, if you enjoyed this, if you wouldn't mind helping um, me out with this, then you can, you know, like the podcast, you can subscribe to it, you can share it with other people. Um, you know, if you want to support the podcast, uh, financially, you can be a, a part of the crowdfunding crew uh, by going to patreon.com forward slash everyday yoga. That's patreon, P A T R E O N, patreon.com forward slash everyday yoga. And you can uh, donate the, the, the price of uh, you know a cup of coffee per month if you feel like what I'm doing for you here is, is worth that. That'd be, I'd really appreciate it. But as I say, you know. Um, if you can like, subscribe to the podcast, you can share it, tell somebody about it, you know, tell two mates about it and get them to subscribe to it and, you know, even do it for them, show them how to do it on their phones, then, um, you know, you'd be really helping me out in a big way. Um, okay, so again, it's Brendan Murphy, Shanti Warrior Yoga. Um, look it up online if you fancy, uh, if you want to go along and follow me on the socials as well. I'm on there on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I've just <laughs> created a TikTok. I don't know how to use it, but we'll, you know, maybe we'll get there. Anyway, um, I'll finish off with the usual sign off. Kind thoughts, kind words, kind actions. Apply those things to yourself as well as to others. Namaste.